Hi guys, I'm Agree, the one and only. And I'm Rebecca, your other co-host. Um, and welcome to the Fang Podcast. It's a new episode, new week. How you feeling, cuz? Uh, I'm feeling great. You feeling good? Yes, I'm in good spirits. Good spirits, that's good. Yeah. I'm feeling good too. I woke up, I didn't wake up early. I kind of actually rushed getting here, but I still feel good. I feel like I, I got a good amount of sleep, you know. I needed the extra Z's. Because I was watching Insecure last night and I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> Insecure, right? Insecure, yeah. Now Olivia Pope, insecure. Yeah, Issa Rae. Issa Rae, right person. Right person, yes. I think you said white person, like, huh? No, that girl <laughs> is black. Okay. Um, how do you say your week was good though, right? Yeah, week was good. Uh, we had a barbecue at your place. That it was lit. fun. That was fun. I had a good time. The drinks they just bring something else out of she me. She took the crown that night too. My sis was off it. I was not, way. I wasn't too off of it. It's just that when I start drinking, I start dancing. And if so I start dancing, moves, okay. right? If I start dancing. Half of them I didn't even know she could do. <laughs> I'm telling you. better go. Take the crown, girl. Take the crown. And then I pulled out the hula hoop. Yo, I know you were practicing doing like a routine or something with the hula hoop, but you did really fucking good, bro. Really? You look so good. I was like, oh, she's all coordinated. She got the little one, two step down. I was like, okay, girl. I be in there. Y'all, y'all got me on a good day because I was drinking. So there was no limits. But trust me, the next day, my legs. My legs. I feel my it. legs is feeling it. Felt in the knees too. I was at work limping. I'm like, Mm-mm. and they all looking at me like, oh my God, we had fun. I'm like, I'm glad y'all did. But my legs hurt. I had fun. I had a good time. It was a whole different environment, right? It wasn't our typical ninja barbecue. There was no jello fries. Yo, we had cheese on a hot dog. Cheese on a hot dog. Yeah. I have never had white American cheese on a hot dog. A specific hot dog, Nathan's hot dog, because it's kind of seasoned. You can't just buy any regular hot dog. You really can't. Yo, my mind was blown. But you forgot she also seasoned it. I know the y'all first be... one she seasoned, she seasoned. The one that I ate, which was the second round, she didn't season it. She been seasoning. Oh. She seasoned them shits. What she first of all, right? okay, you know how we be, people be talking about white people don't season their food? <laughs> my good sis seasoned the fuck out them hot dogs. I didn't even know you could season hot dogs. I never thought of that. Normally, we just boil it and then put it in the bread and eat it with ketchup. Right. Or you grill it and you put it right. in a bun, but like just put oh cheese and White American onion cheese powder on Nathan hot dogs. You need to try it. Just fire. Don't come for us if you don't like it though. You should like it. <laughs> if you like cheese and you like hot dogs, you'll like it. Right. It was really good. That was that was good. I don't even think I had a burger. I don't remember. I had a hamburger. I had a burger. I had a hot dog. That's really it. That's all we were serving. No one brought rice. <laughs> no one brought chicken. It was just hot dog and vibes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for tuning in with us. This is The Fang Podcast, which is first American Nigerian generation. And today we are going to discuss marriage, mm-hmm. the holy matrimony. Mm-hmm. To death do us apart, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. In sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. You guys could tell I'm ready, right? Ready. <laughs> we all know you want to get married. I do. I really I really do. Um, marriages that I've seen, a lot of them, I don't know any married couple that is still married right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From our um, upbringing. From our upbringing. So it's like, damn, I want to get married, but I want it to be forever. Like, 
You're stuck in this forever. Yeah. Seriously. Like infinity and beyond. Dun, dun, dun. Right? What you? Uh, I definitely want to get married. Um, I feel like for me, I see marriage as like, <clears throat> I don't want to say end goal, but like, I don't know, growing up, it's always been like marriage is the goal. You know, you're going to grow up, you're going to get married, you'll have kids. Like that's what it's always been. You know, as growing up, you realize there's more things that you want to do. Marriage isn't just it, but it's definitely still a goal for me. It is. Mm -hmm. So I want love. I want a partnership in both business wise and life wise, because we already are business minded. There's no way in hell I can marry someone who's not as business minded as me or even more who knows more than me. There's levels to this shit. Huh? There's levels to this shit. There's levels to it. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I need my partner. We got to do business. I was saying something earlier to myself, you mm-hmm. know, trying to like prepare for the episode because I like to do that sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, me and you, although we're family, like obviously we, we're not going to get married. But if we weren't family and we we already have love for each other. So mm-hmm. that's that. We already have business with each other. Wouldn't it make sense to like get married and like, you know, make it official official because for business purposes, technically what marriage is for. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to marry me? You're not my type. (laughs) (laughs) I do love you, though. But, yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, if we weren't related and, you know, we actually, you know, you know, you know, like, that would be a thought in my head. Because it's like, why not? We already started something great. And we know it's going to be even more than great. You're right. I agree with you. I got water on my chest. I can feel it. I can feel it. It's like, drip, drop. Right? Drip, drip, but he dropped. Nah, but I agree with you. Honestly, I'll be sometimes um like let me keep up on track mine. So when you said that, right, it kind of reminded me what of this thing I used to say when I was younger. I would be I would be like, I kind of wanna I want somebody that's like my best friend. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And I would be referring to my actual female friend. But it's always been hard to find in a male. And I don't know why. No, I really have no male friends. You don't? I I don't think I do, really. I don't know if I do. I think I do. Well, I but then I don't know any, if people have secret intentions for me. I don't have any males that I would consider a friend because I use that friend word, you know. I have my, I can count on my hands, my friends, but males? Not really. Bro, I barely was raised around males. So it's like, I be, I be so fucking awkward around men sometimes. It, it blows my mind. It's like, Rebecca, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why do you act like, what is wrong with you? Oh my gosh. And even us, we grew up, it was all girls. Like that's true. There was really no boys around in our family. We only had one. Yeah, one. <laughs> and <laughs> one. That was the one they were like, oh, Dabla, that's your husband. Dabla, that's your husband. Yeah, they used to play that game a lot. So many games. Yeah, no. But we really did not grow up a lot around men. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's what I hope, like, if I have a child, I really hope it's a boy. And I really hope it's boys. Because i just been around too many girls. Too many estrogen. I need some testosterone. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Not too much though. Not too much though. Yeah. <laughs> Not too much. Um, but marriage would be cool. I honestly see it like you said, like a business, because marriage is uh, <clears throat> is a commitment emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Can't that's what I was about that. to get financially. Mm-hmm. But I think. Marriage is confusing right now. Because we see it, we used to see it as a fairy tale, but yeah. it's not. 
at all. Yeah, you're not lying. Cause I used, I was telling myself like my my wedding's gonna be like the Beauty and the Beast theme. No, I never thought about like what my wedding would be like. You didn't? I never thought about it. I did. And until recently, now I'm like, okay, I know I need to have this, this, and this. Those are, like my top three things I want in my wedding. But before, I never really would like think, do I want an outdoor wedding, a church wedding? Do I want to get married on the beach, like the colors and shit like that? I never. Really oh yeah, I didn't that. think that hard. I didn't think that hard because I said if I, I I knew if I think that hard that say my partner wants something else against what I want, mm -hmm. there's gonna be problems. <laughs> so I'm keeping an open mind right yeah, now. Definitely. But for sure, for sure, I have to have a traditional wedding. Oh, most of that. I'm having two weddings, bro. We having two weddings, one here and one back home. Oop. We have to. The one back home is about to be fine. Right. And I want to. There's just there's a whole. There's a whole process to a traditional Nigerian wedding. But what I do like is how um, we've combined traditional Nigerian wedding with the American white dress wedding. Mm -hmm. Like, we do both. We still wear the white dress, but obviously with our own. We get it custom made with the laces. Maybe I don't know Ankara. No, I mean, more like laces. White one. I'm not going to do Ankara for my wedding. That, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's going to be like a little insult. Insult. No, it's Why? insult. Why? I don't know. Like, your wedding is such a big ceremony. I expect the lace. You could add some Ankara in it. I'm going to have, like, two wedding dresses. The one I walk down the aisle with, and then the one I walk into the reception with, and then I'll have an outfit for the reception. Maybe two for the reception. But you're going to have more than that, because then you have to have the dress for the introduction. Oh, yeah, dresses, dresses, no, for real. But the introduction, like every day, the bride and groom is about to change like three to four times. Okay, and if you invited, you better come step in, step Bring in, and your actual beat, right? Don't outdo the bride. Well, you can never, but right, still, you can't. No. If you outdid the bride, then the bride did it wrong. <laughs> Maybe that's just her style. Maybe that is her style. Who knows? Right. Um, but fam, what's marriage? What is marriage to you? Like you said, like those three things. But if you can have it, what is it? Like, how do you envision it to be? A long-term relationship. Like that's my best friend. That's the person I confide in. That's the person I talk to about personal stuff, about business stuff, about just random shit. I talk about the most randomest shit. If you could tolerate that, I really would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, you know, just knowing that there's someone in your corner no matter what. Like like I always say, I was raised the only child, so I've always been me. Like, I'm always focused on me, me, me. But to know that I can rely on someone else when things don't go right for me, when I just need that time to, okay, you need to rest and relax. I know this person is going to take over, and they're going to handle everything. And I don't have to worry because I trust and I know that they are going to handle shit the way it's supposed to be handled. That's what I want. Damn, sounds like a contract needs to be made. Contract? Yeah. Damn. Well, marriage, yeah. It's a fucking contract. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> like, what? No, what I was saying. That is, you're right, though. It's Marriage is kind of complicated, though. Right? I don't really know much about marriage. So. Me either. Maybe it's just like me assuming and putting my own little thoughts from here and there together yeah, and making up this big storyline that's not there. Yeah, we still have like those fairy tale ideas about marriage and wedding. So we were still looking for that, but we're also more aware of reality. Like then we were what, seven, eight, nine, ten? 
Now we're in our 20s. We know. It's like real life shit. Like, I'm not just going to meet Prince Charming. He's going to sweep me off my feet. And he's going to buy me the glass slipper. And it's going to fit. And I, I know that's the one. It's, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. Let me get out of my head. <laughs> get out your head. <laughs> and become aware. For real. But I don't think that it's impossible. I think it's very much possible. Like, you, you know why I have to say that? So... Even though we may not be together anymore, right? Me and my ex. Mm -hmm. Like, when people would be like, oh, so how did y'all met? I would have him tell the story, right? Because, like I said, it was a fairy tale to me. Like, it was a book. It was our own little, um, our own happy ending or beginning ending. Beginning, oh, no, it ended. But um, (laughs) uh, it was our own, like, it was like our nice little once upon a time, right? And the way the story went, it went like a book. So when he used to tell it, it used to make me happy, Because it was like, you can have that. You can find that. As much as people say, oh, it's not realistic, I think it very much is if you can find somebody that wants it in that kind of way just as much as you do. Just as much as you do, yeah. Yeah, because it was definitely a fairy tale beginning, how we met. Like, you watching me for months or, like, you seeing me, but you never approaching me. And then one day we end up being in the same room. And you just took that as your chance to say something. But whole time you've been peeping me, I didn't know. I didn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a it was a fairy tale. Yeah, that does that does sound sweet. It was very sweet. sweet. It was so sweet. Honestly, I thought I was gonna marry the person, but <laughs> honestly, I was stuck in my own head. I was there was so many things happening. But one thing it taught me, like, um, I was watching something on. I don't remember where it was on some social media platform mm-hmm. and it was somebody of you know that considers themselves to be Christian and they were sharing the thought that we are married to the idea of divorce. I was like, hmm. Idea of divorce. Yes. We are married to the idea of divorce. That we get into the some we we will get into something. But don't come for me. I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce I say this stuff like the way it's supposed to be said, but like um, you'll get into something, right? You'll get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. But when uh, something, there's a disagreement or something just doesn't go the way you want, it doesn't have to be anything drastic. Some of the first thoughts that some people go to instead of you know solving the issue and forgiving and moving on is that, oh, I can find someone better than you. That's the problem. Right. So you're kind of, that's what they were like meaning by marrying to divorce because mm-hmm. you're already thinking of your next way out to get into something new. And that's how a lot of dating is now. You know, there's so many options. Even with online dating, you just swipe and swipe and swipe. You see someone, okay, he's cute. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Okay, he's cute. Swipe, swipe, swipe. You have all these options available at your hand. Right. And it's like you're never going to settle down and, you know, stick with a good person or whatever because, oh, there's there might be something about him that you don't really like. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I'll find that in the next person. Right, or and then the you end up getting person. into another situation and up being toxic. You like you you actually never win. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a lose lose situation. So it was like going through what I went through, and then hearing that as well. Like years later, I'm like, oh damn, Mukri. Like if you think you and that person are for each other, it's something you have to work to. No matter how many disagreements, as long as there's this mutual understanding that y'all you both want each other, mm-hmm. and y'all want to grow in these different. Parts of your lives. Yeah, because regardless of any arguments or problems that happen between you guys, you know we got into this relationship, this partnership together for a reason. Because we genuinely love each other. 
Right. But we always have to come back to why did we do this? What? Where do we start off? Oh my God, bro! Yo, get out of my head. <laughs> so I have a sketchbook, right? Um, sketchbook, scrapbook, right? Because honestly, I'm, I'm, I like, I like, I live in my head. Like I really think in fairy tales. So I used to like have a scrapbook and say we go on a date or me and you do something together, friends, relationship, boyfriend. It was everybody. I would take something from that day, put it in a scrapbook, and I would have whoever that day consisted of mm-hmm. write in the book, mm-hmm. including myself. Like, what did we enjoy out of this day? <clears throat> what was your favorite part? What happened? And it was kind of nice to see like different point of views. So when you said that, it had me thinking like, damn. Like, as of recently, I found the scrapbook in my, you know, college stuff. Mm -hmm. And I went through it. I'm like, damn, you know what? If I had read this years ago, during those times I was mad, I'd have been like, my career's not that serious. You can let it go. Because it was like, what was written was reminding me, like, oh, I still love you. Like, I'm still for you. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I need to get out of my head. Yeah, we be in our heads a lot. Everyone, even me too. I just be thinking about just going over and over, just thinking of different scenarios of different things. And not even just about marriage. Let's talk about general. Yeah, in general. Just going through different thoughts, thinking about different scenarios and shit. And it's like, Rebecca, you're doing the most. <laughs> I literally have to psych <clears throat> I literally have to psych myself out of certain shit. And I was telling I don't know if you were there when I was speaking about it at the at the barbecue when we were in the pool. I was telling Taya how one way I get myself to, when I'm scared or I'm fearful of something, I always tell myself, yo, you're not important. Yes, you. I was there when you said I'm that. Like, you're not important. And I say that because I might be scared to do something that I've seen other people do and do it successfully. If they did it, why Why can I do it? Like, what makes me special that I think I can't do it? Right, that you psych yourself out of doing exactly. it. Exactly. And then I end up doing it. And I was cool. Example, at the pool, I was being a pussy. No funny shit. The water was cold. <laughs> and I didn't want it to, I wanted to sit in the pool, but, you know, it was cold. I didn't want to touch in my back. So I was like, you know, Rebecca, you're not important. Just do it. Just do it. And so I did it. And I was like, ah, oh, finally. Who was you scared for, Rebecca? Like, you for nothing. <laughs> it's stopping yourself from doing something you know you wanted to do. Exactly. Like, you're not important. I mean, you are, but you're not. Yeah. You're important. You're not important enough to stop yourself from doing something you want to do. Yeah. That's just the way. I don't know if other people understand it the way I'm like speaking at it, but that's how I think of it. Right. That's how it works in your head. Yeah. That's how it works in my head. I'd be like, I'm not going to (laughs) die. If I'm not going to die, I'm with it. Mm -hmm. As long as I know I could come out alive in the end, we good. That matters. And we good. Right. Oh, marriage is so sweet. Oh, we've been to so many weddings. Not so many, but as of recently, it was nice to go to, you know, some weddings and see our peers get married. Yes. Oh, my God. It was like, wait, you're getting married. Like, I remember we were, like, in church together. Right. All young and shit. And in Coney Island Beach. Oh, man. Going on like, these rides. For real, right? Oh. And, the, oh, my God. So, let me tell you something. Why my mom going to make this comment, right? I don't know what we was talking about and everything. But she basically had made the comment and was like, Mercury, um, look at it, look at it. Time is not on Mercury's side anymore. I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? What, because I'm 25 with no boyfriend? It's not on my side? And I know a lot of Nigerians, as the women at least, get told that, like, time is against you. You're about to, tur- you're turning 30. No husband, no boyfriend. And it's like, okay. So do I need to just marry the first dick I see? Or like Yeah, like what you want me to do? Like I'm not just gonna go out find someone. Okay, you you wanna marry me? Cool, let's let's go. Let's go have babies too. Like 
what? Right. Like, there's other things that are important to me at my young age than getting married. Like, I want to do other things. I still want to find myself. I'm not just going to go get married because, oh, your clock is ticking. Where's the baby? Where's the ring? Where's this? Where's that? Where's the house? So you feel like you're still finding yourself, right? I feel like we're always going to be finding ourselves. No right. What. Always going to be finding ourselves. Changing. So one thing I was thinking when it came to, like, you know, marriage is that I don't want us to stop finding each other. Because how you met me is not how I am. We're always changing, always evolving. Exactly. And I, I realize that sometimes there's this, like, distance created in relationships when that whole getting to know each other stops. Because it's like, okay, it's boring now. Like, I feel like I know you. I, there's no more to know. And I'll honestly, like, people change. The same things I liked now is not what I liked before. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can we continue to learn about each other? Like, maybe ask me what's my co- favorite color. Maybe it's not pink no more. Maybe it's not green. I'm being a child. I'm being a comedian, though. I was like, don't ask me about my favorite color. That's, those are childish like. questions. Right. No, it's not. It's serious questions. Because if you buy me something in a color I don't like, I'm not wearing it. I'm not. What color don't you like? Um, Honestly, I don't like purples. Wasn't your room purple? No, that was Shala's room. Oh. My room was neon green. Oh. I love green and I love pink. You really don't like purple? No, but you don't like being in my room. No, you. I like your purple. Okay. I don't like the dark purple. I like soft purple, like lilacs and stuff. Okay. But like that dark purple that you know when people see it, they like, oh, that's royalty. I don't know why. I just don't like that color. It looks too black. It's on the black side. Yeah, honestly, for a long time you wouldn't catch me wearing black either. You know, I was always I black. Black make you look skinny. I always wear black. I learned that, so now I wear black. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But honestly, black was one of those colors I never wore either. But we're not talking about colors. We're not. We're talking about weddings and traditional Nigerian weddings. Um, and I want to share some information. Um, I never... So I did some research to figure out, like, you know, what is a Nigerian traditional wedding? You know, I want to come correct. We want to come correct on this podcast. So you don't come for her. Don't come for me. Don't come for us. Don't come for Fang, please. (laughs) And most of the things that they listed out, I knew about, but some of them I didn't know about. So put us on, fam. I'm ready to learn some new things, too. So do you know what a dowry is? I know it means you got to come with the money. Okay, so it doesn't have to just be money. So basically, the groom has to provide the dowry to the bride and the bride's parents. So they come up with a list of what it is that they want, whether it's clothes, food, money, animals, whatever. And the groom has to provide that to the family in order for them to accept the engagement. I think I've seen it before. When I was in Nigeria and my cousin was getting married, the groom was bringing, like, family was bringing, like, yams and goats mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that makes sense. Because I was wondering, why is there so much yam? Like, we love that yam. Yeah, it was a, that's exactly <laughs> what we had this morning. Did you have yam this morning? Yes. And she, my mom didn't make me none, but I made sure to get mine. Okay. <laughs> from her plate. <laughs> but um, the dowry. So since we're, like, Nigerian-American, what do you think we will ask for? Because I know you're I'm not about mom, to bring me I'm, yam and chickens. Yeah, I don't want yam and chicken. I'm going to let my mom, <laughs> my mom make that list. Because I don't know. Like, isn't the dowry mostly for the bride's family? I think it's mostly for the bride's family. Not yeah, the it is. Bride. So I'll just let my mom be like, what you want? What you want to give you? No, provide the bride and her family. Oh, the bride and her family? Yeah. What would I want? Money? I mean, hey. I don't, I don't know. know. What What about uh, uh, LLC? 
Okay, property. We like that land. Ooh, Ooh, land, a house, land. <laughs> a car. Yeah, bring the land that we we building our house on. That that's my diary. Then I'll take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that's um common with traditional weddings is a double ceremony. So, like we said before, I'm gonna have two weddings. I'm gonna have one in America and then one back at home. So normally they have the traditional, the more spiritual kind of ceremony back at home. And here is where they have the ceremony that's more like a melting pot of the American wedding as well. Right. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And I don't think you have, you can, people do the American style wedding and Nigerian style wedding in the same countries as well. That's just Dami's point of, Dami, what Dami wants. You just want to do it in diff- two different countries. But you actually could just do it here in America as well. No, my mom says I need to have a wedding in Nigeria. So yeah, because you're you got family in Nigeria. Yeah, but I'm saying like for those that don't want to go back home to Nigeria to do oh, their yeah, wedding, definitely. so you can actually still yeah. do a traditional wedding here. Yeah, um, like I don't mind doing either. I definitely I have to get married in Nigeria. I have to. My family has to come. You're right. Yeah, like I want to experience that. Like it's my birthright. Like I want to experience <laughs> it. <laughs> it. It really is. Also, there's no guest list in a wedding. There's no such thing as a guest list. Anyone can come. Anyone in the community, anyone in the church, anyone who hears about the wedding, they're invited to come. You're not lying. Because when I went to... I was in two weddings, right? In Nigeria. And when it was happening and everything, it was just like people from the streets were just... People from the streets or that was on the, in the market not too far, they were all just coming. And I was confused. I'm like, who are these people? They're not even dressed for the occasion. <laughs> like, literally, uh, and nobody, everybody's welcomed. Everyone is welcome. It's yeah. only in America you have a guest list. Yeah. Because, you know, they kind of make you paper head over you know, here. There's, there's always never enough seats. Never. There's never seats. There's never tables. But there's always food. There is always, food. always food. It's never ending. You actually, as much food as there is, there, there's still enough food to pack and take home. Word. Word. Now, this one that I want to share, it, it reminds me of you. I think this is how you pronounce it. Alaga. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Alaga. I think so. Alaga. So, basically, that is the person who, not officiates, who's like the MC of the reception. Um, it's mm. normally a woman who does that. Um, and I said that reminds me of you because recently, well, not recently, but recently you hosted an event and... It wasn't for a wedding, but it kind of ties hand in hand. Like it kind of gives you. I like that. Was you? If I if I could learn it, I would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe I should. Even at parties, it's not even just weddings. Now that I think about it, it's normally a woman who's always the MC. Like at church, you know, when they have like a church um, Thanksgiving and they might have a celebration after, or someone has like a birthday party. There's yeah, always, always someone who woman. officiates or who's like the MC. Mostly women. Is mostly I've mostly seen women do it. Right. Um, yeah. Like I know we have you know our men hosts coming um, up and coming and everything, but they don't really. A lot of them don't really do weddings yeah. or major ceremonies it usually would be like maybe birthday parties mm-hmm. if it's like something small intimate yeah. with the family maybe. honestly you really got me thinking i have to ask how do you become an alaga but i don't know if my lifestyle will let me as long as there's not no if there's not too much rules i think i could do it a nigerian wedding ceremony officiant okay so i could still be myself you gotta become an officiant is that like a thing right that's crazy. i know like do i have to go like is there school for this not school i know like <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> I know, like, the person who officiates, like, the wedding and the vows and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is, I think that's what it is, because it says officiant. We don't know. 
we're not going to get back to you guys on it. So do your research. Yeah, I think I got to do my research too. Because <laughs> honestly, they're very fun. Um, They're very, I like the Alagas. They're, when they do what they do, they really make the wedding very entertaining. Very interactive. Too. And fun. And they always make fun of the men, the groomsmen. Yes, and the they groom, pick the at bride. the men. Not the bride, sorry. The not really the, the bride, yeah. Oh, my God. And I, So when the bride, that's my favorite thing, right? When, um, I don't know what part of the wedding ceremony that it is, but the, the bride will come with her bridesmaids and they will form a circle around her and they will start singing, who's in the garden? I think a little fine girl. Can I come and see her? No, no, no. That. That is fun. It's a it's like a a childhood game, but they brought it into the wedding. I love it. Um, I think I messed it up a little bit, but hey, don't. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, it's coming back to me. I right. know what you're talking about. Who's in the garden? Hey, little fine girl, can I come and see her? No, no, no. And then I guess we're supposed to keep saying no, 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 like and getting louder and until we say yes. Until we say yes. And then we allow the groom to see his bride. You're right. I remember that. Yeah. The perks of being a bridesmaid. You learn some shit. <laughs> um, and I like when they make the men um, get on the floor. Honestly. They get on, they they get on the floor. Down. Do what they do? They kiss the feet? Do they? No. I don't think they do. But they kneel they down at both the, the parents. At the, at the feet of the parents of the bride. Yeah. Or the, just her family. Period, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's the yeah, the parents of the of the bride. And the and it's a sign of respect and thanking the bride's parents that, you know, for raising their wife raising his wife. Yeah, for raising his wife. And then his groomsmen do it as well as a sign of respect to the family. Mm -hmm. I fucks with it. Honestly, it makes I think I like that the respect portion, but then it also makes me feel like you you really showing that you appreciate me. For a man to get down and lay on the floor in front of everybody. In front of everybody, it's a whole you kind of like I don't know the word. You just it's just a whole different level of respect. Like and that kind of goes into like how we greet our elders. Yeah, we in Nigeria, down. we know when we'll kneel down, men would they go on you both know. knees. Women go on the both knees. I'm not about to get on the full. I don't go on both knees. I go on one knee. Or I just, what is it, a lunge? I might do a little lunge. She's not lying. Me, I be doing a little curtsy. I be like, that's all. Like, my knees hurt. But if it's like my grandfather, I'm definitely getting on the way to the floor. He be like, get up, Mukru. Get up, get up, get up. But yeah, it's definitely a sign of respect. If you don't know how to greet Nigerian parents... Like, honestly, have your friends teach you. Because when you do that, especially for if just for your friends' parents, there's a different kind of love their parents will have for you because you're literally showing them that you respect them at the highest. Mm -hmm. So every time like, I have That's friends like come over... That's like the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate sign of respect. You know one thing? There was one time I knew this one boy wasn't going to be for me. So he was coming to... He, wasn't, he was coming to the house and everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind any man in my life meeting my parents... Because honestly, I introduce you as a friend anyway. But I want my family to know who it is that I'm interacting with. Because God forbid something happened to me, mm -hmm. I need them to know your face. Exactly. So, so I was telling him like, oh, like okay, my grandfather's here. 
he's Nigerian. So, and I re- like, you know, you're coming into our home, so I kind of just want you to show him some respect. So when you see him, say good afternoon, but just do, you know, the greeting gesture, the yeah. the physical gesture. And they were like, no, I'm not going to do that. Why am I going to do that for? And it's like, yo, you come, yeah, you coming into my house. It's respectful. Exactly. Coming into my house, like. There's just certain things that you should do, especially if you're telling them. It's different if you didn't tell them right. and they were just expected to do it. And that, no, you told them and it's like, come on, be respectful. Be open-minded. It's not going to hurt you to, get, you know, to, it's not going to hurt nobody. So it's just a sign of respect. You don't have to be getting married to show it. Mm-hmm. Another um tradition with the Nigerian weddings that we love, I know we will love it, is the Ashoebi and there's the Gile. So gile no is the head tie that the women that they tie on the women. Um, normally it looks like a, I don't like a turban kind of. I know that's one kind of style that they it tie. The it gile comes in. in multiple styles, multiple styles, multiple colors, and they have the sago fabric. And I don't know what the other one is. The sago feels like a, like a construction paper kind of <laughs> material. Them things is hard. That's what it feel like. And then the other one is kind of like a rough, rigged material. And you need to have that strength to tie it because that should be hard. They really do. I like how Gayle has um, evolutionized over the time. Because you remember, um, they were like, Gayle Scantele. <laughs> like, it, it used to be like, they would make it as big as possible. These crazy styles, different patterns. Like, and now um, we made it a lot neater. I'm so sorry to cut you off. It's okay. But like, um, I know like growing up when I see like the black movies, especially on BET, and they have like the scene of them at the church and the women, they have like those big flamboyant. Yeah, that's how it started. Packs. That's how it used to be. Kind of like that. But now we kind of made it a little bit more elegant. We actually it, there's a structure to it that we've been maintaining. And I fucks with the new the new style. Even now, the way they tie it is to show the baby hairs. Before yeah. they would tie it so close on your forehead, on your ears, your earrings would be poking you in your in the back they right still here. Put it on the ears. Oh my god, don't put on the ears. Let me show a little baby hairs and yeah, I love it. It really what I like is that it just allows you to see the beauty in the woman's face. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like I every time I put my hair back and I put a gele on. I'm like, who is this girl? <laughs> and men too, they have it's called gila, gila. Um, it's, which translates it's a into hat. It's literally a hat, but it's made from the same fabric as the gile, so it always matches. And there's also ashwebi, which is the the color or the clothing that the family has chosen. So the bride side of the family, they would choose one color. The groom side, they would choose one color, and normally that's what they tell. So if you're a guest of the bride, you're gonna wear whatever color. Is for the bride. If you're a guest of the groom, you wear whatever color is for the groom. And even sometimes they might give material. They might give Ankara or lace or fabric for you to, for it to match with the color, match with the prince, and just come to the party as your best self. Period. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. I said it's kind of funny. I need to stop saying that. Now that I, I stop saying I'm crying, but I keep saying it's I kind need of to funny. Learn new transition words. Yes. Um, transition words. But. So I have for my wedding, right? Because you know, in my head, um, <laughs> for me, I want the my family to wear yellow, and I want the groom's family to wear no, change it. I want the men groom's family to wear yellow, mm-hmm. and I want my groom to wear royal blue, and I want to wear yellow, but my bride, the bride, my family wear royal blue. Royal blue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow definitely and Beauty and the Beast all the way. Color. You really like Beauty and the Beast like that? I do. I didn't know that. I really do. I almost got it tatted, but then I'm like, 
I don't know if I want to tattoo him. If I do, <laughs> but no, I don't know. Girl, get yourself tatted up. I've been thinking about it. I already have a couple ideas. Ooh, you, another one you want to know? What is this thing called? Um, So, you know, okay, this American wedding. You know the bride wears this <clears throat> thing on her thigh, right? The garter. Garter? That was called. Something. I wanted to get that tatted. And I, I remember you told me this. And I, it's still one of my ideas because I, I was like, it's an intimate tattoo. Only my partner will see it. Get the girl. I know. Who going to pay for it? You and girl. I gotta, but no, but you gotta also find a good, a good tattoo artist and everything. I don't know nothing about the tattoo world other than ink. Okay, <laughs> so, but I do want it. Like that is definitely one of my ideas. Like I've, that's an idea I stuck to because I was like, it's um, like it's it's intimate. It's a you're seeing a part of me that no other person can see. Right, mm-hmm. and that literally is for my husband. Mm-hmm. So maybe what it is, I'll get it after I get married. Okay. Yeah, when I'm committed to one person. <laughs> just don't get no names. No, it's not going to say nobody's name. No initials neither. Uh-uh. I'm just saying. Uh, Girl, sometimes you got to just say that. If it's not a verse, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm not putting nobody's name. There's another tradition that um, I didn't know about until I read about it. It's called proposal and acceptance. Oh, I know. It's about when that. the groom is required to write a letter of intent, basically stating that, you know, why they want to marry the bride, you know, what they see in them, all of that stuff. Um, and they write that letter to the family. Um, and the family reads that letter out loud. The in family front of, of the everyone. bride. The family of the bride, yes. They read the letter out loud in front of everyone. Um, and afterwards, they then give their acceptance to the groom to continue with the engagement and the wedding. So, quick story. Um, my family, just, just they just like to embarrass me. <laughs> they just like to embarrass me because... <laughs> Obviously, I'm, you know, at a wedding, family member getting married, excited, celebrating, and they, the MC, the Alaga, just keeps calling my name. At first, I thought I was, like, hearing things, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, Mercury, she's calling you. I'm like, okay, okay, what happened? So I go, and mind you, this is in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So I go to the stage and everything. She gives me the mic. And then she gives me an envelope. Bro, I have never been so confused in my life. Because they, what they did, they was like, we were surprising you. I'm like, surprising me? I needed to be mentally prepared for this. <laughs> like, I, So they had me read the proposal of acceptance to everybody. And what an honor. It was an honor. But I was not ready because... You know, being, you know, Nigerian-American, I there's just some Nigerian names I've never seen before, yeah. and I did not know how to pronounce. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of starts off with the name. So imagine butchering my own family my own family name. Yo, that should be so... That is embarrassing. It was embarrassing. embarrassing. But, you know, they knew I was American, so they took it easy on me. But still, like, y'all can <laughs> at least told me how to pronounce some of this. Let me prepare for this, you know? I was not prepared. It was definitely an honor, but don't surprise me ever again like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I laugh like that? That's how you always laugh. I know. <laughs> I be trying to do the hee-hee-hee, but it does not nah, work. It's not for you. Don't do that. Please. It's not. I like your little out there playing <laughs> 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 laugh. 
<laughs> my mom be like, Mukri, that is not ladylike. I'm like, I'm Mukri like. What you mean? Period. <laughs> Mukri like. Oh my God. But yes, that was the story, the life that my family has put me through. Such embarrassment. But I would do it over again. You would do it again? I would do it again. Prepare though. Yeah, just teach me how to pronounce names. Yeah. Like, come on. I messed up the groom's name. <laughs> Like, why? Why? It was definitely an experience, though. Another tradition with Nigerian weddings is the wedding cake. So normally you see wedding cakes cut at the reception, but with Nigerian weddings, it's actually cut during the wedding ceremony. Mm. And I like how they do it, too. I know, like, I think they might do it in American weddings as well. But um, when we do it in the Nigerian culture... Or maybe we should be a little bit specific because is it Yoruba weddings or is this like, whoa, Igbo weddings or like, I mean, like, is it like, you know, different, different tribe weddings or because now that's really a good question. Yeah, I'm sure every tribe, they have like their own little touch and different things within the Nigerian traditional wedding. Uh, but I'm just speaking general Nigerian wedding traditional. We're just speaking Nigerian as a whole. We're not really getting into specifics. Right. Because I don't really know much, and I don't want to say the wrong thing or offend anyone. I don't Right. Because I really, I never attended an Igbo wedding. I kind of want to, I want to go to one. You know the fake wedding party that we went to? Yeah. They did another one, but it was based on Igbo tradition. Yeah, they did. I kind of wish we went to that one, because I already know about Yoruba tradition wedding, and that's the one we attended. Mm -hmm. Honestly, who, who's going to do Hasa? I'm kind of curious to see that. But even I don't. That's another one I'm curious about. We need more friends from different tribes. Yeah, because yeah. I just know Yorubas yeah, and maybe around. maybe a couple Igbos. Mm -hmm. And a, I know a couple Igbos, but yeah. Invite me out, y'all. Take I'll, me out. Right. <laughs> Take me out. Um, But the cake is supposed to like symbolize sweet happiness. And it's just so sweet how they will feed each other. I think they do that in both weddings. Mm -hmm. Like the first... um piece is the groom feeding it to the bride and the bride feeding it beautiful. to the groom it's so beautiful i can't wait to do that i know right I'm, let me feed you baby i'm excited <laughs> i really wonder who it is that we're gonna see ourselves with who are matrimonial you? are you watching okay <laughs> not me is that the right camera i think it's that camera oh no, because he was doing like is it this camera? He kept sectioning, so I didn't know if it was this one. Every time I would look here and he zoomed in, it looked like it was coming from this camera. So there's mad cameras, but I think it's you. Are you watching? Yeah, I think it's you too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but so I've been talking this way this whole time. Bro, I've been talking over here. Camera's right there. Okay, we got to get our shits together. <laughs> um, but the last tradition that they have on this list um, is the food. So normally for the wedding, it's the bride and the bride's family that will prepare the food. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people got a lot of shit to do. Not everyone can make the, f the food for their event. So they hire caterers, which is also acceptable. It's completely normal. Yeah. And they always make sure to have more than enough food for everyone. There's always food because like we said, there's no guest list. So you never know how many people is really going to come. You might plan for 100 people. You'll see 250. You mean 1,000. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nigerian, because you're, you're going to have your list 
And then your parents is going to have their own list. And then their friends is going to have their own list. Mm-hmm. The aunties is going to have their own list. Mm-hmm. The uncles and every... Yeah. It's a public affair. Honestly. Everyone is there. <laughs> At this point, might as well do a wedding on an island. <laughs> Our own island. We can't tell us how many people can have on it. Because <laughs> how are you going to get there? Mm, that's a good question. We better get your passports ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I love weddings. Weddings, I've cried at weddings. Like, who does not love love? It makes you see, okay, maybe this is possible for me. No, I think it's very possible for everybody. You just have to get it, get into it with someone who wants marriage as well. Yeah. That's one thing. Because honestly, like, when we talk to these guys, like, do we ever ask them, like, yo, do you want to get married? Is marriage something on your mind? Or we just go with the vibe and just do casual conversation? Yeah. I've done that. And that's not that's not the way to go anywhere. That's it's not. not. Yeah, like, you're, I've honestly, like, yo, do you want to get married? Is marriage something that you want? Is it? Okay, then we we can, you know, continue getting to know each other. Facts. Ask the hard questions first. Right, get your non-negotiables out the way. Mm-hmm. Like, what is things that you're just not going to accept at all? Because at that point, y'all really don't know each other. So it's not, like, hurting feelings or saying nothing. Like, no, I actually want to hear what it is you have to say. If I ask you, do you believe in marriage? Is that something you see yourself doing? I'm not going to be offended by your answer, but I do want to hear what it is you have to say. What you truly believe, because that's going to determine whether or not we're even a good fit for each other. Right. Let's find out now, not three months down the line. Shoot, not five years down the line. Wow, that's crazy. Five years? Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, there is. Like that, and you, we've seen it. We've experienced. We've, we have. Seen we've it. talked to people. We've seen, and it. they yeah. don't told us like sixteen years they've been together, but now they want to get married. Like, okay, that's interesting. You know, you didn't think you needed it for like sixteen years. But if it's something you want, then let it be known up front. Honestly, ain't nobody got time for these childish games no more. Like, if you want a marriage, let it be known you want a marriage. If you don't want a marriage and you're just trying to hit it, please save 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 yourself, save her, and keep save your time. Don't do that because honestly, people are very manipulative, and they will do things to because you want something they'll do it until they get what they want and then do sh- then show their true colors mm-hmm. no don't be like and then that try to gaslight and make shit seem like oh it's really you that's you know messing up the relationship or whatever it is at this point and that is just not meant to be yeah because you know how many people be feeling like they crazy mm-hmm. it's like yo you're not crazy mm-hmm. they just making you think like that yeah but at the end of the day every relationship you know is different yeah. but I think every relationship should have that common goal as to where do we want to end up? Do Are we just doing this for now? Are you the type of person where you just live in the now, you don't really think about the future? Or is that what you want? Do you want to get married? Do you not want to get married? Are you okay right. with just being together? And y'all don't need that paper. Some people, some people really don't believe in marriage. They don't need that paper. They don't need that. And if that's you, that's fine. If you find your person and that's them, that's completely fine as well. Y'all make your relationship work. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Uh, but if marriage is what you want... Say it too. Uh-huh. And if it's not what you want, say it too. Right. <laughs> Go find somebody else who's on your level. Um, But, you know, we almost coming to an end. Let's talk about our food. Oh, y'all so watch out. Watch out. Hey. Come on, it's thought. Watch out. Hey. Come on, it's thought. Watch out. Come on, it's thought. 
Today we are gonna be talking about the one and only Jalo Fries. The one where some people just cannot compete. Mm. Okay, we're not even gonna start that Ghanaian yeah, Nigerian that Award. That's not a conversation because sure. we're about to hit y'all with some real shit. So I know that we was doing our research, and I know even going to Buff State, I learned that Jollof Rice is not a nine. Is not a. Nine. It did not origin. It did not originate. I said origin. It did not originate from Nigeria or from Ghana. Mm-hmm. It was born in Senegal. What we now know today as Senegal. And honestly, Jollof Rice, homemade Jollof Rice, tastes very different from party Jollof Rice. They don't make it with the same love, though. No, They're just making a batch no. a batch amount of rice to make their money. That's how I see it. No, for real, because it definitely be tasting <laughs> different. Right? Because when you make it at home, you put that love. You put that that spice, that that elbow in it. You know? That's, that's mm. sweet pepper. Mm-hmm. The father of Jell-O fries. So when I say the father of Jell-O fries, I mean like the original way Jell-O fries is supposed to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, There is a name for it. I am not going to try and pronounce it. Let me see it. Print, it starts with the T. His Jesus. Yeah. Um Thea <laughs> Boudian. Thea Boudian. Spell it for the people listening. <laughs> I spelled a cutter wrong the other time. But <laughs> I promise you the spell right there. So, good. <laughs> so it is it's spelled. Mm, I think I spelled on the mic. Damn. Um it's spelled T-H-I-E-B-O-U-D-I-E-N-N-E. Honestly, if you know how to pronounce that, or you're from Senegal and can pronounce that, can you just stitch this part of the f- stitch? This part? <laughs> stitch this part and let us know, cause we don't know what you're saying. Yeah, we don't know how to say that, but we we are open to learning. But continue what you were gonna say, friend. Yeah, so that is the original way Jello fries is supposed to be made. Um, there is a video that I came across. I don't remember all the ingredients, but they put a whole lot of different shit in there, okay? They had, like, <laughs> potatoes in really? jello fries. Potatoes and jello fries. I don't see that being bad, though. I don't see it being bad. It's just, to me, it's not normal because that's not how I grew up making jello fries, and that's just not how I know jello fries to be made. Right. Normally, we blend all our peppers, cook the cook the um the stew, add the rice, and then you cook it like that. But they make it completely different. You know what? I learned what um was very different for me with making jello fries. Because at home, my mom puts it in the oven to cook. I do too. Right? But when I went to school and, you know, people were making jello fries, people were doing it over the stove and I was so confused. I didn't know that was possible. Um, But it very much is. But when you do it, well, I noticed when you do it on the stove, there's a higher tendency for it to burn. Yes. Definitely. That's why we put it in the oven. Put it in the oven. And normally when I make it, I make a big pot. I can't make, like, a, a portion. I can't make enough for, like, three people. I make enough for, like, 15 people. Right. That's, that's how I make it. And so you make it in a big pot, and it's easier for it to cook in the oven. Right. Instead of on the stove. So, and if you use, like, the right kind of um, right kind of pot. Oh, my God. There's one specific kind of pot that they use for making jello fries. Everybody's house used to have it. It would be, like, the, the big metal. silver Yo, and it yeah. wasn't even like silver. It was like it's a like, rustic silver. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I used to have it too, but we threw it out. We got a new pot. A new one just like that, though? No, it's just a regular alum- metallic aluminum. You know, like those deep yeah. pots? Yeah. And it's like metal, silver, whatever the fucking terminology is. I want to get that pot. I want that pot in my house. I think I got it from like Target. No, I want the the African pot. 
<laughs> That's the part I want. But yeah, back to how um the original jollof rice was made. They add carrots, they add beans, they add bell peppers. Um, and it's just so different. Like I wanna I want you guys to watch the video. If you're able to watch the video, we'll have that link down below. But in the video, it shows how they make it and it's just really it, it was eye opening for me. It's something I would be I would consider tasting, but I wouldn't want to make it just because I don't know how to make it like that and I don't it just gives different vibes, you know. The way I'm used to making it, I cook everything in the stew. The way they make it, they make the stew first. They add beef broth. Beef broth, you know, like chicken broth? I, I could see broth. that being making it more flavorful because sometimes if my mom made meat, mm-hmm. like cooked meat, she will pour the broth from it mm-hmm. into the jollof rice. Sometimes it could be a little bit too oily. Yeah. You have to be very careful. You have to be very a science. Careful. There's a science to this shit. It was given, uh, when I was watching the video, it was giving me fried rice for a second. I was like, wait, you add vegetables and jello rice? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think Guyanians even add, they be boiling egg. Some people put onions. I like, put onions. Not blended, like yeah. shredded onions in the rice. I do. You do? Yeah, I like, to, I, but what I'll do first is, um, I'll do it like twice. I will like um, caramelize the onions mm-hmm. and then add the stew, the, un- the blended peppers into that. And then when I add rice, I would just put another batch of just raw onions in the rice. I love onions. Onions are good for you. So I always did that. I don't know. When and I, I love bay leaf. I know some people, me too, I always put bay leaf in my in my jollof rice. I know people add onions to white rice too. And I think yeah, that's I that. where my like, ugh, my disgust came from. Because the texture of rice and the texture of onion is different. So I wasn't expecting that. That cr- it was crunchy, not crunchy, it's but you know when you bite it, crunchy. You know when you bite it, it's kind of onion is kind of thick. When you bite it, you hear the crunch a little bit, but you it don't is. hear that when you eat rice. You eat rice is mushy. Let me make it for you. I don't know. I just I can't. Can I make onion. it for you? I'm gonna make it for you because it shouldn't have been hard <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> like it's supposed to be boiled. Yeah, if I eat onion, I'm blending it in my stuff. I love it. Um. And bay leaf and thyme is one of my favorite things to put in jello rice as well. There's just something about when you add basil, basil is it basil leaf or bay leaf? When you add bay leaf and thyme to jello rice, it just makes it smell like jello rice. And it just adds that unique flavor to mm-hmm. it. Like that'd be the missing ingredient sometimes. Sometimes so a I lot of people jello fries. Leaf, like, dang, this it tastes good, but it's missing something. It was the bay leaf. Yep. Thyme, um, even parsley too. I'll be adding thyme, bay leaf, parsley. Yeah, I like my herbs. Another one. I forgot the name of it, but I, oregano too. I'll be adding I, this, I this like little, oregano. Little, little spritz, spritz, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I like I like adding the herbs into the jello fries. It just gives a nice little herbal flavor. I'm into herbs. And it gives it true flavor. Not mm-hmm. so much the salty flavor, but like true flavor. And I love that. You know, you you got me wanting to buy some plants, sure. like some herbs, grow it, and um, add fresh ones into to the jello fries because I added like fresh herbs onto pizza before, so I kind of want to try it on um, fresh herbs and jello if you fries. Do that, I will be coming to your house to get my own ingredients, my own portion, so I can make my own food. <laughs> okay, got you. <laughs> we can do that. Um, I don't know if a lot of people do this too, but I add like a pinch of nutmeg into jello fries. Yeah, a pinch of nutmeg. I think it's good. I don't know what it really yeah. does to it, but when it, I don't have it, I don't I don't like it. And we put curry. 
apple curry too. Yeah, mm-hmm. make it hot and spicy. Mm-hmm. There was one time I had made jello fries, right? And I kind of like, me and my sis Diamond, we were just eating it. Like, we were cooking it and we were like, you know, t- tasting the stew to like, is it the spice that we want? Mm-hmm. And it was not spicy enough. So we just kept adding more pepper. Ooh. So at the time, we had my ex eat the jello fries, right? Imagine he eating it and he starts crying. We're talking about a dark-skinned man. He starts crying. His nose starts running. He's, like, sweating. And we're both eating it like, yo, get over yourself. Like, this is not even spicy. The spicier, the better. Mm. Nah, so I learned some people cannot handle spice. And it's a tolerance thing. You know, it's tolerance. You know, you built up, you're able to tolerate that spice. Yeah. I've been eating spicy food since I came out the womb. The way my mother be putting spice in everything. She even makes fried rice spicy. Honestly, her mom's food scared me sometimes. Because, <laughs> yo, there was, when we were younger, they used to have a seat eat on the floor, right? So we don't make a mess. And imagine, like, sitting on the floor trying to eat the jello fries and it's mad spicy. So you're not eating it. And she starts getting mad. <laughs> yo, you know, like, the little... In the back of the head, like, eat the f- <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's too spicy. You want to kill me? <laughs> That's how Shala used to add. She used to eat white rice with butter. Because. She never eat the stew. <laughs> because white it was always too butter. spicy. <laughs> nah. She needs to calm down with the spicy. Some people, reflux cannot handle it. I think, I think that was to, the word. I'm about to make some jello fries. I think I am too. You got me wanting to make ayamashe since you made it. Yes, ma'am. That shit was good. <sighs> But I, we are basically done with today's episode. Really? That was quick. No, it was not. It well, how long have we been here? And we are bringing it to a close. We have been talking too much for too long. <laughs> okay. That really did not seem like an hour. Really? I knew I was supposed oh. to be on this bus heading to Jersey. <laughs> this happened again last week. So... We do want to thank you guys for tuning in with us at the Fang Podcast. Again, that's First American Nigerian Generation. And I'm your girl, Mukri. And that's my good sis, my partner. Yes, I'm Rebecca. Uh, thank you so much for watching um, our episodes, watching our podcast. We appreciate every listen, every share, every comment, everything. Truly, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. If you want to stay updated on anything that we post, any information and stuff like that, you can follow us on Instagram at The Fang Podcast, as well as TikTok, where The Fang Podcast. Yeah, we're the same on all platforms. Um, and if you're interested, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at That Queen Beck, as well as my beauty portfolio page, Touched by Bex. And you can follow me at it's underscore Mukri, that's M-U-K-R-I, and by underscore Mukri if you're interested in anything nails and hair. It's Mukri on TikTok as well. Yes, so thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Oh, that bow. That's a rock.